0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. I'd like to start today with a poem by the German poet Rilke. And this poem is part of a collection of poems from the from what he calls the Book of Hours, and they are considered love poems, to God. So it goes like this. We are all workmen, apprentice, journeyman, or foreman, building you, you towering knave. And sometimes there will come to us a grave wayfarer who, like radiance, thrills the souls of all our hundred artisans trembling as he shows us a new skill. We climb upon the rocking scaffolding, the hammers in our hands swing heavily until our foreheads feel the caressing wing of a radiant hour that knows everything and hails from you as wind hails from the sea. Then hammer strokes sound multitudinous and through the mountains echo blast on blast only at dusk we yield you up at last and slowly your shaping contours dawn on us god you are vast i found this poem by rilke not only relevant to labor day which we honor, and celebrate tomorrow. But I also found that this poem in connection to Labor Day also speaks to the readings as well. Because what I want to talk about today is work, specifically the work of the building up of the realm of God, the kingdom of God. We are all workers, apprentices, journeymen, artisans, And Christ, the wayfarer, comes like radiance and thrills our souls, teaching us new skills. But before I talk about work, I I have to get to the troubling matter of this gospel reading today. You all heard it. Jesus calls the Syrophoenician woman, this foreign woman, a dog. Why does he do that? Now, I did a search for the word dog in the Bible to see how how dogs were portrayed and found that there are about 42 times in the Bible where dogs are mentioned. And here's what dogs do in the Bible. Dogs eat all the unclean things. They lick up blood. They (laughs) They eat carcasses of bad people. Remember the fate of Jezebel. She did not fare too well with dogs. They get the scraps not intended for God's people. And all the unholy and all the unclean things all go to the dogs. They prowl. They howl. They are wild. They have mighty appetites that are never satiated. Sounds like the puppy I had when I got a new dog a few years ago. And there's, here's another one. A headstrong wife is like a dog, according to an Old Testament passage. There's lots of fun stuff today. Dogs in the Bible were not pampered. They didn't wear sweaters. (laughs) Or have little booties to protect their paws from rainy sidewalks. No doggy daycare, doggy kindergarten for the dogs of ancient Palestine. No puppy socialization, I'm sorry to say. But I did find a reference to a dog that was very interesting, and it stood out in a positive way. And it's from the book of Job. Now, context doesn't really matter here, but Job says, But now they make sport of me, those who are younger than I, whose fathers I would have disdained, to set with the dogs of my flock. The dogs of my flock. So it looks like in Job that dogs help shepherd the flocks, the sheep, keeping them in line, maybe, herd them, keep them safe, keep them out of danger. Are dogs then useful to the shepherd? Now, Jesus calling this woman a dog has always bothered me, but that this has never occurred to me before, that a dog was of of, of use to a shepherd. So it kind of gives this passage a whole new perspective, doesn't it? The unclean woman, the foreigner, one who is not meant to receive God's favor as the children of Israel are, is essential to the work that Jesus, the good shepherd, is doing. She is helping the shepherd keep the sheep in line. How does she do this? Well, there are two ways to look at why Jesus calls her a dog. Some might say that he's tired. In Mark, he is often trying to get away from the crowds. Everybody's always after him. So he goes into this house, the gospel says, not wanting people to know he's there. And then he's rushed by this foreign woman who wants healing for her daughter. And Jesus just barks out, pun intended, that she is not worthy of the food meant for the children, the chosen people of Israel, not a child of God, an outsider to the holy. She's a dog. Some say he says this because he is showing his human side here, and he's tired. Hmm. And then the woman sets him straight, and he has a realization, basically a conversion, showing us how our own human nature quickly dismisses others when we aren't focused on doing the work of building up the kingdom. Or, and this is the interpretation that I prefer... What resounds more with me and that is that Jesus is using reverse psychology, kind of like what we do with our children. Honey, I don't want you to clean your room today. Why not? Because I don't, so just don't do it. But what if I want to clean my room? Just do not clean your room. But I want to. Why won't you let me clean my room? Because I'm your mother and I say so. But I want to. Okay, okay, you win. Go clean your room. Kind of like that. Jesus teaches his disciples by saying the opposite to point out his message, and that is all are called to the care of the sheepfold. He calls her a dog and not worthy of the food because the religious leaders of the day would have called her unclean and would reject her. He does so to show the error of their ways in both instances. Jesus is the wayfarer in Rilke's poem who thrills our souls by teaching us a new skill. And this new skill is that the work of building up requires the letting go of our judgments we automatically place on each other. Especially foreigners, refugees, when some may think that they don't deserve the full meal that we are afforded, Why? Why aren't they afforded that? Why don't they deserve what we have? It takes intention. It takes practice, and it takes work to build up the kingdom. Letting go of judgment. We are not to scan the externals and then create an empty report, a one-dimensional conclusion as to who this or that person is. This is how the woman is helpful to the teaching of Jesus and to the witness of his good news today. Now, in the section of Mark previous to this reading, you may remember from last week, Jesus is declaring all food clean, basically, and, and um, proclaims the uselessness of, remember, that ritual of washing of the hands that we heard about last week. Remember, remember that he, he told us that It's not the external, but the internal, for it is from within the human heart that evil intentions come, he says. The point of all of this is that we are in need of a change of heart, and that takes work. God's call is to the faithful of heart, not of empty works, empty deeds, empty ritual, empty worship that does not come from the heart. Doesn't mean we feel it all the time, but the intention of faith must be there. The work must be done. Now in James today we hear, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food and one of you says to them, Go in peace. Keep warm and eat your fill. And yet you do not supply their bodily needs... What is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. So all of us are useful. All of us are important and all are needed. Our hearts defile by what we say to others and how we treat others and how we judge others. If we if we don't wash our hands at the right moment, Jesus is saying that God doesn't care, but if we don't cleanse the hatred and judgment from our hearts, then we won't be worthy, and not only that, we won't even have an appetite for the food that is set before us. Dogs, by the way, have an insatiable appetite, don't they? That's why we most always have a confession before communion, to remind ourselves of those things that need to be washed away so that we can receive Christ with an open heart and a willingness to see the world differently and to become builders, journeymen, artisans, to be exposed to the new skills that are required for the creation of the kingdom of God, which is God's will for all humanity. We are all artisans of the holy. Now tomorrow, Labor Day, is more than just a day to get a discount on a mattress. (laughs) Labor Day is a tribute to the contributions workers have made to the strength, prosperity, and well-being of our country. How have we contributed to the strength and prosperity and well-being of God's kingdom. We might want to take a moment this weekend to also think about that. While clergy are constantly discerning ways to build the kingdom of God with their congregations, or at least they should be, all of us have the authority to build up by the very nature of our baptism. And we have two choices in all that we do either we build up or we tear down but it's not about empty works we are not to do just to do it is that we do because we are this is who we are and if we don't feel we are yet then we must learn how to become to do the work in order to become and maybe you don't know what you are capable of doing at this moment I mean, we are all dealing with so much these days. And my answer to that is, you know when you know. You know when you know. And part of the work is also to take the time to immerse yourself in prayer and scripture. And I know for a fact that doing this helps shape and form us, helps us to achieve little conversions, changes of heart, giving us courage to do things we never thought we could do. So I invite you to take the month of September, and read something from scripture or from a theologian or from a poet. Something from a Christian perspective every day. And say a prayer every day. Doesn't matter what prayer it is. Prayer from your heart. Use the prayer book, morning prayer or Compline before you go to bed. Pick a book of the Bible and read it. Read the Psalms. The Psalms are prayers, the Psalms are not ordinances. Jesus would have prayed these exact same psalms and if you don't know how to use the daily office in the book of common prayer email me call me see me and i will set up a time with you to show you how it may feel like a bunch of crumbs raining down on you maybe maybe none of what you may read makes total sense but the syrophoenician woman was wise as dogs are ultimately wise because they put all their faith that the little crumbs are exciting. Eventually, enough little crumbs build up to to something filling. A bunch of little crumbs might just add up to a whole loaf of bread one day. All of us are necessary, and we all have authority to make something amazing happen. Then hammer strokes sound, multitudinous And through the mountains, echoes blast on blast. Only at dusk we yield you up at last. And slowly your shaping contours dawn on us. God, you are vast. Amen.